0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the All-New 52 podcast. I'm your host, Joe Schrimmer, and with me as always is Caleb Bunn. Hey there. I don't like that. And on this show, we talk about comics from the new to the old to the indie. Yeah. With some uh, not-so-indie writers.
1: Hey, Joe, what what episode is this?
0: 69. Nice. I don't like that smile.
1: Well, this will be a very naughty episode. As we dive into Matt Fraction and Chip Zdarsky's Sex criminals. You know, if
0: we had timed this better, we could have had this come out on Valentine's Day too, or around Valentine's. Well, that's
1: the thing. I was holding on to this originally for Valentine's Day, and then I remembered I get to pick for the odd number episodes. Oh, so it was even better. Yeah, yeah. I've got some other ideas for if I pick around Valentine's Day.
0: Just sex criminals, volume two. (laughs) Honestly,
1: maybe who knows? (laughs) We'll see how this conversation goes.
0: Yeah, you want to give a rundown of sex criminals?
1: Yeah, sex criminals is about uh two two people. Susie and was it John? I'm going to say yes. She doesn't call him John that much. She has <laughs> very nicknames for him throughout the book. For everyone. So Yes, for everyone. Um, but they have the power that when they have sex, time freezes for everyone except for them. They meet each other one night and they were like, well, this is pretty cool. They get to know each other a little bit more. Susie works at a library that's being shut down by a bank. And she's trying to raise money to buy all the books so that they get the building, but not the library. And John works at the bank and doesn't like it. So he comes up with the idea, hey, why don't we have sex, freeze time, go into banks and rob them? It's a great plan, except there are other people called the sex police who can also move around when time has stopped in what Susie calls the quiet. Um, And so this is their first foray into getting to know each other into crime, into uh, fighting and escaping the sex police, and, you know, just some fun shenanigans.
0: Shenanigans is the exact word used to describe this comic. Now, I did not know when I was getting into when I saw the title of Sex Criminals. I certainly didn't think it would have to do with time-freezing shenanigans.
1: But here we are. Yeah, yeah. Um, this, was a, this is a perennial favorite of a lot of uh, comics podcasts I listen to.
0: Oh it is? So I just I, assumed, I'd never heard of this before.
1: I just assumed that uh it was that you would at least know the premise. But I can see how not knowing that and seeing the title might be a little concerning. Yeah. <laughs> Which is <laughs> I probably, know where this is going. Probably the point. So
0: I was trying to look up uh the other art that Chip Zdarsky is on because I primarily know him as a writer. I feel like a lot of people primarily know him as a writer.
1: I believe when he was getting started in the 2000s, he wrote and drew a lot of his indie stuff. And then when he started doing big two stuff, it mainly just went to writing.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about the art.
1: Yeah, I, I like it. It's good. It's very, it's a, it's a very flat type of uh, art style. They even have some color flatteners uh, credited. Um, but overall, I think it's very cohesive. Fre- or uh, Zidarski is both, penciling, inking, and, uh, and coloring this ah. as well as adding in a lot of different layers. So I think there is a definite cohesion here. I think that there are a lot of fun scenarios that, uh, Zdarsky is put into. Um, he has some kind of quips about that. He has some notes on the art in the back and he has some quips about how, um, you know, he'd get the script, he'd be really thrilled. And then he'd realize all the weird locations that fraction had been in he it. Has to draw, Yeah. You know? yeah. So I think, that's, I think he does a good job there. And I really like how he puts Susie as she's narrating into scenes as separated from the scenes, but still involved in them somehow.
0: I appreciate the amount of effort he has put in being able to do all that along with the layering and stuff. He, like you said, he goes through a thing in the back of like exactly how much layering he has to go into, especially when all the quiet effects are taking place. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, that's a lot. I just don't like his style anyway.
1: <laughs> okay, what, what are the things that's, that negatively stick out the most?
0: I just don't like how he draws people, which for a book centered around people makes for a, a not so pleasant reading experience. I don't think he really nails uh, expressions down, nor poses, and I really don't like how he inserts Susie into stuff. Interesting. I, think I feel this- like there's more creative ways than just having them like her on top of like a panel. It's not just that she's on top. Like it feels like it a lot of. It will be like
1: so. It will be like flashing back to her in school, and she'll be sitting at the desk right behind her and stuff like that. And the way that it's like he's contrasting the two versions of her, I think, have a lot of like meaning behind it, like their posture. Because in that particular panel, like school her is kind of slumped over and kind of like folded in on herself. And Susie's a little bit more laid back and stuff because I feel like she has more control over the scenario, knowing what's about to happen and stuff. Um, and you get that throughout. But do you have anything like what? What about the the? I'm trying to nail like nail down something for you to expand on.
0: I, I, I just don't like his style. Like I really don't know how to explain it. There's just some people's art you vibe with and some people's you don't. Okay. I don't think it's necessarily bad. Like yeah. all you said, there's cohesion. I appreciate the consistency. I um, I like that it's not like it, it doesn't ever feel like it's trying to be more than it is. Like he's not reaching for like something that's out of his skill range. I just don't like the range he has to start with.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to, I think, just dis- have you describe the art a little bit more in the way you see it, since this don't, is audio.
0: But yeah, I no, Yeah, don't I understand. To. I'm, I don't know if there is a way for me to describe it. There's, it it comes across because I'm seeing this guy, you know. Chip I've I've only ever heard of him as a writer for all those runs that he's popular for, like Daredevil, now doing uh Batman and stuff. Um, very very big things. And then seeing him as an artist, I'm just like, really? Did not know that. Would not have pinned it like you don't you don't see many writers that did art in the past that you that just like I don't know. I feel like if I had an example off the top of my head, it'd be easier to make the comparison but this just feels like someone who's like, yeah, I'll draw a book with my friend and not like an artist. That's like the vibe I'm getting. Interesting. Not to say his art's like bad. Yeah. It just doesn't feel like something that would be hired for.
1: Well, you said one time
0: on this podcast, um, (laughs) dredging up stuff I've said, that I definitely remember.
1: Well, and I definitely think you disagree with now. You said that one time that indie art always looks cheap. Do you think that's part of this? I mean,
0: I definitely disagree with that now.
1: I think that was in our first saga episode.
0: I agree with my point there, but <laughs> uh, yeah, this art lines up with that where I don't think it's actually very good. Well,
1: <laughs> go, go buy <laughs> buy a Chip Zdarsky book for yourself and check it out. One thing I did notice, this isn't a positive or a negative. Yeah. I feel like he, when he's trying faces, he starts with the noses because the noses are always, <laughs> They're always very unique, very
0: lovingly crafted. That's kinda not far off from how you're supposed to draw. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it it makes sense if he does start with the noses. You're supposed to start with head and like work your way out for to Mm. get the to make sure like the um proportions and everything line up. Also I never did that when I drew. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not (laughs) good at art.
1: Um he uh he uses the same two models for everything. And I I think maybe the prominent noses help differentiate because I don't feel like the
0: characters look
1: similar. There's not like
0: a bunch of characters to get confused with either, though. Like, there's a lot of background characters. Yeah, that's
1: true. It's not the Alex Ross thing we had, though.
0: Yeah, where it's just same face syndrome going through everything. No, it's, yeah, he's doing a good job differentiating everyone. Like, everybody, no one's dressed exactly the same, and everybody's got unique enough designs to them. I, I, just, I just don't vibe with it.
1: What do you think about all the layering when they're in the quiet? Uh,
0: it works. It's it, it's a nice indicator because a lot of things fail indicating when something is going on that's not normal. Um, and this is a nice indicator. I wish it lo- looked a little bit better than smearing vaseline on the corners of the uh, panels. It works. It works for what it is.
1: Yeah, I I'm used to it having gone through these five issues. It was a little jarring not just because it's like changing but i'm like well that kind of just looks like adobe after effects yeah um it looked a little too digital and i get he draws everything digital um so it's not jump in like software for him but it did it it felt like a weird shift to I, me.
0: it 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 goes from everything having uh very very flat colors to very saturated colors and that's not necessarily colors i like well and like
1: there's more 3d space and less like vivid lines mm-hmm. over like the little swivels that go in and out. Of the page. If the
0: entire book looked like that, I'd be way harsher on it, but he's just doing it for an effect. So. Yeah, yeah. I guess let's roll over into positives.
1: Well, this is by my boy, Matt fraction. I yes. love, I love Matt fractions, uh, use of dialogue, how he writes banter, uh, his sense of humor. I think that, uh, it pairs very well with Zadarsky's visual sense of humor. Um, they make a very good pairing, and overall, I think this is a very funny book.
0: I think it's a very fun book. Um, this is a wacky situation uh, that can can toe a line of being immature or edgy. Like it, it's one or the other. <laughs> I think it has to like really toe the line right in the middle of them, um, and it manages to do that a lot of the time. But no, I like the banter between the two main characters. And they're, they're what kept me reading through this, where I'm like, oh, this is, this is a fun time between these two. I like them explaining everything. The flashbacks are the part where I have the most fun for yeah. this, where they're explaining how they came into realizing they had the power and stuff. And then, like, when John is like, oh, it'll look weird if a kid went into uh, a porn store, but the supermarket across the street or the bank or whatever, yeah, whatever yeah. it actually was.
1: It's the uh, bank. It's always the bank.
0: But the bank across the street with the public bathroom, that doesn't look as weird.
1: It's all it's like Mary Poppins. It isn't a bank. It's, it's the, the bank. bank.
0: Um saving Mr. The Bank.
1: <laughs> I also like um I do feel like this starts out very from the beginning. It starts out with kind of a heavy moment and it's able to balance those tones for me pretty well. And I think that's most prevalent when you get a little bit more idea about John because Susie narrates all this stuff, mm-hmm. so you understand her most. But then there is a part near the end where you understand John's mental, uh, mental health, uh, state of his mental health. And I think that completely turns how you've been seeing this character on your head, um, in a very good and real way.
0: I'm trying to think of like moments to pin down because I do like this book overall. Yeah, I just. I like the wacky fun moments they're able to to build into this. Like when they're going through uh, their on their, um, body count and they're going just through everybody on there. It's it's funny. Yeah. The, I think my favorite part of the book, it's a part in any other book, I feel like it might've gotten a little too cute, but it's when they're Susie is singing Fat Bottom Girls. In the yeah. Club, but for whatever reason, they didn't get the rights to actually print it all in there. So they're just having to fill it in with like sticky notes of like, just breaking the fourth wall. Hi, reader. Here's what happened between this. Also, it was different in the original book. So uh, screw you for buying the collection. Go buy the first issue so you know what was actually said in there.
1: One of like the four printings of the first issue. I was, know, right? Um, yeah, because originally they wanted to get the, the rights for the collection and the same thing happened. Yeah, no, I think I think there's some clever moments like that throughout. I think we we talked about things pretty broadly, unless you want me to start like digging into specific moments.
0: Yeah, you do that because I my my whole thing with this is the broad strokes of it. There's yeah. not too much There's not a lot of like individual moments because <laughs> there might be a negative overall, but there's not there's not too many individual moments that just really stick out to me. It's just like the broad strokes are what work for me.
1: Do you think that's because because of the non linearness of this? There's the a long
0: lot of- non-linear thing is something I'm not a fan okay, of. Okay,
1: we'll we'll talk about that more in negatives. Um I will say I like Uh, Susie's relationship with her roommate and specifically I like there about three or four um, times in the flashbacks when you see them interact and I think that there's a lot of care taken in those to see like to show how their relationship's developing so I like that a lot Um, and I like how the difference between how you see John and how you see Susie use the quiet they clearly have different priorities when they're there and I think that that is really interesting uh and maybe maybe i'm not i don't know it maybe can speak to like how we assign roles and sex based on like you know constructed gender roles and Mm -hmm. stuff i would want to read more of this to like actually commit to that but that is something that i think is definitely uh definitely here
0: that's something else i have a Not necessarily a problem with but it it doesn't leave me it leaves me with more of a hmm than a than a huh yeah yeah that makes any sense (laughs) well i think (laughs) if if my onomatopoeia made any sense right there do you mean
1: like it's a thing that could either be a problem or you know neutral depending on like what happens further in the story
0: yes yes exactly that I'm reading this and I'm, reminding, I'm reminded a lot of One Punch Man. For for those who don't know, One punch, Man, One punch Man is a manga about a superhero. And like his style, he'd be everything in a punch. And it's like a, it's it's primarily a joke starting off. And then it kind of turns into like just kind of a normal battle series. Which I don't appreciate. I think they had a good joke. And then they just stretched the joke out for too long. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of where this could go. Where I'm like, okay, this is a good gag. Don't know how long you can stretch this before it... Doesn't even resemble itself anymore, or I lose interest because is is this ongoing or is it ended?
1: Oh, it's ended. I'm looking up to see how
0: because there's nothing in the back where like other trades have like five volumes, two, three, four, and five like available now or that just might be because you have like an earlier printing of this or something
1: there are six uh six paperback trades
0: okay, that's perfectly
1: yeah, and I assume that they're all five yeah. issues. Okay. This is
0: fine. just like, so about thirty issues or yeah. thirty-five, if we're being generous, maybe. Yeah. Okay, that's a fine number. Good. I, I'm more. I'm more interested with that, knowing that there's like a finite. Yes,
1: this is definitely a premise that is reliant, I think, on a conclusion. Yes. Um. One other thing is there's a moment with uh when, so Susie's roommate suspects Susie of robbing the bank because of things she has overheard Susie and John say. So she calls the head of the sex police, who she thinks is just a regular detective, and that conversation- in the I don't think they give her a name in this; they call her Kegel face. she is preparing dinner for her family that The contrast between the conversation she's having with the roommate and what she's doing with the family is so funny, and there's a specific moment where she's like bringing dinner over to them with the phone, but like the phone isn't long enough for mm-hmm. her to reach the table and I don't know. For some reason, I think that's really funny because it's kind of undercutting how seriously this character takes herself.
0: The book is good at the funny and contrasting that with uh, what's actually going on. I think it's failing is when it tries to do the serious stuff.
1: So you don't like the stuff with John? Well, let's trans- let's slide into... Yeah. Slip and slide. So. Into-, <laughs> into negatives. Oh. Uh, so you're not a fan of the stuff with
0: John or is that ah, stuff so- that you'll have to wait and see? Yeah, it's not so much that I'm not a fan. It's that, like, there's a balancing act to do. And I don't think... I think there's something inherently, like, weird and, like, almost know-your-place book. Like, if you're doing, like, a storyline like this with, like, the main gag being, like, sex sex criminals, people who have sex and then, like, rob the banks while time is frozen. I think getting, like, turning into this deeper character study is maybe... Like, something that could work, but I don't think it's necessarily executed amazingly here. See, that's the stuff that keeps me
1: engaged. Um, And I would say, like, Fraction can just write comedy, and I'd be interested. Like, I think that's mostly his Jimmy Olsen run. Like, he doesn't really try to do anything that deep with Jimmy Olsen. Um, But here, I think, like, I think the premise is a lot more interesting if they delve into, into, like, these characters beyond just their exploitation of this power
0: uh, yeah i no, i agree with you i think it, there's easily like a transitioning point i think it just starts like too early the yeah, the, the balancing you don't know what it really is at first because yeah, you have the title you have susie's opening narration and then you have the very dark stuff with her mother like mm. immediately there and they're the balancing of the scales isn't as balanced as i would hope it is it's I, just it's just kind of flip-flopping between the two. It's not necessarily interweaving them.
1: So I was thinking a lot about some of the manga you've had me read and specifically kind of the problem that I had with Shaman King where I feel like it flip-flopped on a dime. Mm-hmm. I would much rather have something like this that teases you with the dark or just with the different tone. Yeah. Shaman King doesn't get dark. It just changes its focus. Teases you with the beginning instead of like, setting up all the rules and then hairpin turn into what it's actually going to be about. Mm -hmm. I think I also kind of had that problem with radiant Black
0: because I found, I found comic we haven't discussed on this podcast.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Technically (laughs) guys go check out our episode with committed critics. I forget that that wasn't technically one of ours, but that I found to be a very boring story. And then there was a twist and then
0: the twist happened. Yeah.
1: And I got interested.
0: It's, it's a, it's a line you have to tell. Cause, like, a good twist can can really help things. It's just a matter of when it happens and how interested you are in the stuff that happens before. If you're too interested, the twist can turn turn yeah, things off. Yeah. If you're not interested enough, then you're just not going to care when a twist happens.
1: It'll be, a, yeah, it can go either way.
0: Yeah, it's it's just a it's just a fine line you have to toe. And I, t- to me at least, Sex Criminals did not toe that line nearly well enough as it needed to. Cause th- there is no twist. It's yeah. just, it immediately is showing you its hand, and I think it's hand just contrasts with itself way too hard.
1: Yeah. I guess my big and it isn't even that big of a negative. It's just something that I've kind of accepted about the book, but they tease at it once or twice. and I think it would be interesting. Both of these characters, uh, you know, when it's going through their body count, they like experimented Mm -hmm. um, and I'm like, it would be so much, I I would just be happier if one of them was by and it wasn't a thing where they both experimented. It's like, just commit to having one of them be bi. That, this might be a
0: personal bias here, but that's personal buy. Bi <laughs> <bias. laughs> that's another thing about this book where it's it's image. They can they can do what they want for the most part. It does have to get onto shelves. Yes, yeah. So I, I feel like having this kind of like winking at the reader kind of thing. Like again, it's a line they have to toe. Where you know. It, this could easily go into raunchy. Like this is just gross territory. Yeah. yeah. Or just like, this is porn. <laughs> like, And they don't, but I don't, I, I think they're trying way too hard to appear like a little more edgy than it actually is.
1: So I don't have, I don't, I don't think you know that the only stuff that could do that is just this stuff in the sex shop. Mm-hmm. But I think that's more of just cause sex shops are kind of,
0: weird and not, taboo yeah
1: know. not not to king shame or anything but you know the yeah. internet exists get your stuff there no it's just yeah there's something kind of weird about
0: that but i feel like that's just more honest yeah that no that, that part's fine but i don't know just the whole thing where it's like you know showing people having sex and stuff but it's like oh i can't show too much it's 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 the equivalent of like when there's a sex scene on like public television yeah like on yeah. a cw show and it's like I i, mean, I know you're trying like you're getting mm. away with what you can but it's just If you can't, I don't know, go the whole way, then I feel like you're, you're hindering yourself.
1: I feel like this is about, there's an old saying that's like sex is about everything except for sex. Mm -hmm. I feel like sex criminals is about everything except for sex. Like sex, sex is an aesthetic. It is a means to an end, Mm -hmm. but this is about so much more. And so I feel like that's kind of where they're coming from with that. Whether that works or not is, you know, arguable. But I think there's a reason why they're not leaning too far into that stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: And these are, all, these are all things that I'm like, I, it might just be hurting it because it's like an introduction. Yeah, I think like yeah. after the introduction, I might really uh, vibe with it more. It might just like smooth itself out. But it's, it's, just, it's a very bumpy start for me. That has a lot to do with the nonlinear storytelling they're doing, where every chapter opens up with parts of the heist. Mm-hmm. And the stuff going on with that before it goes back in time to like stuff leading up to it until like issue five. And Guy threw me for a loop every time and not in a good way. Yeah. I was just confused at what part it was taking place. And I was like, have we reached this point yet? No, no. Okay. And then when we finally had, I was like, okay, <laughs> sure. Yeah,
1: I can definitely see that being a, being a problem for some people. And Fraction likes doing that. He did that in his Jimmy Olsen series. He's kind of did that. Once or twice in his uh, Hawkeye run, so that that's just a storytelling convention he likes. And if, if you don't like it, you're out of luck if you're reading a fraction book.
0: I mean, that's also just where I'm at. It's second fraction book. Still don't like him. Third. Third. Oh wait, Fantastic Four. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, we third. Should... <laughs> I still don't like him. Okay,
1: but that was also that. That
0: was different. I didn't like the. <laughs> I didn't like the setting we were in for that, or the characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Well, you said overall you like this. Yeah, so. I'm. I'm. I like this comic. Aside from the stuff I w- I don't like, um, which is weird because it's a lot of stuff that I don't like. That's like a majority of the book. Yeah, like I like this stuff more than like half the things we've read of of big two things. Yeah, it's just able to get more creative and like knowing that it's like ah, oh, there isn't like past continuity. I got to know, mm. and I know it's gonna end. Like these yeah. characters are gonna progress.
1: John and Susie aren't gonna run around the corner, and Spider Man's gonna be
0: there. <laughs> John and Susie aren't gonna forget that this happened in forty issues. Yeah, yeah. With the next writer, um, yeah, yeah. Matt Fraction's writing is just like a little too cute for me. Like, it's like it's the problem I have with uh, a different medium, but with Ryan Johnson, where like that guy thinks he's way smarter than he actually is in the stuff I've seen. Interesting. My my thought of him at least is Matt Matt Fraction thinks he's funnier than he is. Mm. where i'm like when he's not trying to be funny that's when i'm laughing the most yeah and then when he it's like it's like i'm gonna nail this joke i promise you and it it just falls flat
1: i do think the best humor here is Zdarsky. what Zdarsky brings to the table anything else
0: no like it it was a good read good
1: that gives me uh that's encouraging (laughs) gives me something to bring back in february gives you a reason to get sex criminals volume two I mean, I was gonna do that anyway. So
0: oh, I know how much you hate to finish series. Mm,
1: yeah, but it's one of those things where if it's an indie series, I'm more. I think I'm more inclined to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I say that I still haven't finished the Sixth Gun yet, but like Saga, I I like powered through Saga. Uh-huh. so I'm I'm willing to dive into this. So, and I doubt this will be the last time we see Mister Zadarsky on our podcast. And wink, wink, nudge, nudge.
0: Yeah, I don't know what you... He's done so much. It could yeah. be literally anything. There's not like a key defining Zdarsky series.
1: Oh, there's one specific one that I'm going to bring on, and I'm trying to figure out how much time is not enough because <laughs> I want to bring it on
0: now, but we just did a Zdarsky book. so I'm gonna, He wasn't writing it, so it's different. True, true. Yeah, yeah. you're right. I don't know, he's just one of those writers that's like eventually yeah i'm sure we'll cover a book by him yeah it's just because i like do that the nature of the medium and the limitations of the amount of writers that are in that world yeah you know what we have coming up
1: sure thing so guys this was actually the uh censored episode of the podcast if you want to hear the whole thing go to joe shredder at onlyfans.com i'm not sure if OnlyFans fans it's technically a dot com Get the app, go to Joe Shredder on OnlyFans to listen to the uncensored version of this episode. No, yep, <laughs> not our OnlyFans. Your OnlyFans. Mile. Oh, of
0: course, yeah. Um, so Caleb, that's almost another year wrapped up of the podcast. It is. That's crazy. Consistency, art, Man. and in the release of episodes. Well. It's consistently at least every two weeks. Sometimes more. Yeah. But here we are. Two years. we got to return back to what started it all. Back into the White Knight universe.
1: Yay. It's the Harley Quinn one. I am actually have hope for this one. You know why
0: <laughs> I just realized? Um, and I have more hope. Sean Murphy's not writing it.
1: Okay. We can't hate Murphy just because he's 50-50 on the podcast.
0: I can. <laughs> why not? <laughs> <laughs> why not
1: yeah i guess that's true um yeah the white knight universe is what is how we started and uh how we celebrated our last annual uh and so now we're and here. they
0: just happen to line up every year that there's at least one new trade for us to dig into yeah next year it will be a murphy uh yeah it will <laughs> i'm uh, wrote, looking forward to that anyway, one. anyway
1: sorry who wrote this one uh
0: this is katana collins Okay, not familiar never with never heard her. of her Murphy might have covered a little bit. His name's on here. I would assume this looks like his art, so I'm assuming that's why his name's on here.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure since it's in the Murphy verse, he uh he over- he had an editorial yeah.
0: position. Yeah. So we'll see. Harley Quinn is a highlight of that universe. It's my favorite version of the character. So we're we we're 50 50 on this universe right now. Let's see if we can flip the coin a little bit. It's more like
1: 70 30, because I did like the I liked the Mr. Freeze issue and it's one issue but some of the stuff some of the stuff works for me in Curse of the White Knight. Mm. The overall thing doesn't. Would be very interested to see what he does with Etrigan moving forward though. <laughs> I forgot about that. It makes no sense. I don't know why it's in there.
0: Yeah it's more of a 60-40 thing because man that was a that was a steep like decline in quality for me.
1: Yeah it was disappointing
0: but I have hope. I have more hope for this one. Yeah. Um, So we'll be back in two weeks for the two-year celebration. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, uh, please feel free to give us a rating of five stars, if you would, to get us up in the charts on the comic book algorithm podcast universe to get more people joined in on the comic book fun. You can email us at only52podcasts at gmail.com with reviews and recommendations. And yeah, we'll be back in two weeks with Harley Quinn. See you then. Bye night, Batman, Murphyverse.
1: Bye.